All right, gang, it is that time of the week. It's the best Tuesday you've had all week long, and we are stoked to have you here on the True Wealth Radio Show, where I've got a studio full. First of all, everybody knows him. He's practically famous now. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's Matt Dixon. I'm here. All right. We got, I'm awake. He's here. He's awake, ready to go. We, we uh, fueled him with birthday lunch today, mm-hmm. by the way. Happy Not my birthday, belated though. birthday to uh, our our dearest. So there are two Heathers in my life, right? Mm-hmm. There's Heather, my bride, but also Heather at the office, who uh, at, if you guys have ever called, there's a really good chance you've talked to her on the phone. Uh, but anyway, Heather, happy birthday. Yes, it's belated. Yes, Halloween birthday, too. And you want to know how old she is? I'm not going to tell you. But if you call and ask... She might tell yeah. you, maybe. Well, here's the trick. If if you have questions today, she does funnel these to us via text and so forth. So if you want to get a mm. question on the radio, you got a couple of ways to do it. You can call, which I believe the number is 541-673-4464. Or you can call the office mm. and you can text the office pester the same number. Heather. Right? Yeah, just test her. Not just Heather. You get you get you'll get either uh, Heather or Jan, you might still get Shannon, mm-hmm. right? Just depends. Maybe even Justin. Yep. So that number is 541-375-0898. So we are delighted to, to take your feedback today because today is a little bit of live Q&A unbeknownst to one of our guests, but knowns to her dad. Oh. That's right. We've got my daughter in studio. Madison Littlejohn. We're stoked to have you join us, young lady, who yeah. also just had a birthday very recently. So you are officially let's let's first let's let our listeners know. Where do you go to school? Sutherland High School. Okay. What what grade are you in? I'm a ninth grader. Okay. AKA freshman, right? Well, now that you're in high school, you know everything that there is to know, right? Obviously. Okay. Yeah, okay. We've established yeah, this, that. You'll, you're about to. So, Madison is my firstborn. I'm the best. Right. The best How old one. are you now, Mads? 15. 15. So, here's the show. This is kind of a show for parents, but here's the dirty little secret, and I promise not to let it out. We're going to. You can say, like, oh, yeah, this is for me to teach my kids about money when you're secretly learning yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, oh yeah, you know, I've always wanted to ask this question for my daughter. What the heck are points in a real estate loan? You know, and like, <laughs> okay, okay, you can ask that, and we'll be like, well, you can tell your son or daughter this answer, right? But yeah. we will protect your uh, anonymity and so forth. But feel free to give us a if you got questions on the air, and and what I want to do, and maybe we can even relay relay those questions to Madison. We may be able to relate if you've got a question for Madison that's a, appropriate. Because guess what? We will screen them. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> still my daughter. Still my daughter. Right. Uh, so, some questions that we'll start with. We did a course. Remember when COVID hit? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is actually before you even joined the firm. I think you were studying around that time, but COVID was, was kind of. Oh yeah, I was deep in the midst of the studying at that. Well, time. and it was also when it first hit. I think that was part of what maybe tip the scales when you said public yeah. education. Ugh. Yeah, a sour taste in my mouth. So it's like, it's you know, a tough one. I, I love and respect all the of work our teachers. Is tough. It's tough work. It's super tough, and, and I've said this on air before, and I'm going to defend educators that mm-hmm. I, I, you know, 
Are there bad educators out there? Yeah, there are. But I think the the majority are out there trying their darndest to do a good job. It's just the system. I, I would say I just yeah. think the deck is really stacked, and it's happened just because of it's like death by a thousand cuts, right? Like mm-hmm. years of just one little thing and one little thing, inch by inch by inch, until the system became problematic. Right. You know, like, oh, how do you discipline kids? Uh, You don't. Oh, and it's crazy. I mean, I was in it for eight years and watching it, you know, just in that eight window or oh, eight year window I mean, of time. I mean, you see administrators and teachers all saying it like, you know, I can have a kid come in and like kick a teacher's desk over. And what do we do? We take all of the other students out of the class while they throw a raging tantrum and destroy property. Mm-hmm. And you go, wait, that's the solve is to just clear out and ever so nobody gets an education because one person decides to right. throw a hissy fit. I mean, that's that's actually accurate to the reality of things. Yeah, and so you just that's when I go, okay, the system is broken. Like, why why can't we just like spray foam somebody in place and, and like let them chill out? <laughs> I like then, this foam then, cannon. You know, just like <laughs> poof. All right, you're immobilized. You're not hurting yourself or anybody else for a moment. Catch your breath. Everybody breathes. All right, you know, and then we'll just. Like start over and and you know we break stuff that would mm-hmm. be better. <laughs> That's not a probably a real solve, but it's like if I had a magic wand, it seems like it would be okay. Maybe I'm wrong. So Matt's, we're gonna. Matt, I know Matt. She he's got a bunch of questions for. Uh oh, uh oh, oh gotcha. So. We we got a bunch of questions. Matt, you what what like seven thousand questions? Yeah, that- I found like seven thousand five hundred and fifty two questions. Okay, to and we're gonna your- answer all of them in the next eleven minutes. All right, yeah. let's go. I got this. Are you sweating yet? Because- oh. oh yeah. Okay, That's question good. one. Yeah. Okay, okay, well I had question two. Uh, what did you have for breakfast? <laughs> what did I have for breakfast? Um Was it school lunch? No. Okay. I think I had a granola bar. You skipped the breakfast I made and did that. What did you <laughs> <Yeah>. make? <laughs> I made corned beef hash for breakfast. I don't know that I've ever had corned beef hash for you're, breakfast. You're missing out. Well, so. I was rushing around this morning because I slept in because I'm smart like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think what you meant to say is I forgot an alarm and then I heard my parents rattle, rattling around downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to admit that. It was Halloween. We make, it, we make exceptions. All right. So back during COVID when it first started, I did a mini series. It's still available on YouTube to this day. And we talked about the stuff about money they don't teach in school. It was geared toward high school kids. Okay. And there's a whole series. There's probably 18 or 20 YouTube videos breaking down the fundamentals of finance. But what we're going to do today is we're going to ask some basic questions. And just so you know, Mads, you don't, you're not expected to know all the answers to these, right? Can she pass? Like, yeah. To the next. But question? if you don't know the answer, I will publicly shame you. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> okay, not accurate. Looking not, forward not to true. it. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I what I I really want you to just kind of go with what you think, and then we're just gonna talk through some of these. Should I start with an easy one? Yes. Okay. What are some ways that you can earn money? Um, babysitting, chores. Taco Bell. Wait, Taco Bell? What <laughs> yeah, yeah, how old Well, you I'm 15, <laughs> so I can work at Taco Bell now. Oh, okay. How does yeah, that I've... feel, knowing that your your child is old enough to go get a job now? Yeah. Oh, it makes me think rent potential here. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. no. <laughs> we went the wrong way with that? Yeah. She's like, no, scratch Taco Bell. Scratch Taco Bell. Okay. How much money do you want? I mean, you make money now, right? But 
eventually one day, how much do you want to make? Have you thought about that? Like, what do you want your annual salary to be? Well, that seems like a funny question because the answer uh, is just big, right? I mean, like, that's the, like, I don't know, enough? Yeah, what is enough? Like, how much yeah, do how you Yeah, how much money do you think is a good salary? That would be a really interesting yeah. one. Like, to make it just you on your own out in the world. Like, yearly? Yeah. I could probably make in on like 70,000. 70? Yeah. I think I think that'd be good. Like like for comfortably. Yeah, yeah, I think I could live comfortably in that. I wonder what the the national like So I'm going to look up so income. average Oregon like, um uh, family I, income. I think like I think it's about 63,000. It's so it's it's higher. Median income in 2020 and you know we don't have all the more recent years is about 65,000. So median wow. household income. So interestingly enough, seventy thousand as a single individual probably doable. You know what? That's a pretty pretty good number to come up with. Probably. I mean, well I mean, it's out. definitely doable. You can do it on less than that. I would say that that would land you in uh, a world where, uh, as long as you were fiscally sound, right? Remember, fiscal is a word for money. Fist. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fiscal is. Uh, it, just think of it like it's financial or money. So we were talking about fiscal policy. It's policy around managing money. Okay. So it just means you need to be making good decisions. So you, you're like at seventy thousand. Here's the crazy thing: you'd be single and make seventy thousand dollars. You can totally blow through all that. Yeah. Like easy. Especially because with people forget taxes, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like the state of Oregon wants about nine percent, and there's almost zero standard deduction. So they come in immediately. The feds are going to take at that rate. Around, I think you get into the twelve percent tax bracket there. So you're going to get a standard deduction, but you're going to end up paying around, uh, call it about a blended average of ten percent on that. So if you math that out, it's almost twenty percent between the two. Mm-hmm. So that's for every ten thousand you make, two thousand goes to the government. If you make seventy thousand, right, then you're going to take about fourteen thousand in taxes. That's not terrible. I guess <laughs> it it all depends on one's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. But if you think about, oh, I had seventy thousand dollars. Now I have fifty six thousand dollars. That right? that is a big jump. It, it, it's a it's a big hit in a hurry. So, okay, so that's good. Yep. That means that you're sort of grounded in yeah. reality, like how much stuff costs. Yeah. What do you think is a great salary? Like if you were making a bunch of money, what's a lot of money? Well, the first number that came to my head was like around a hundred thousand. I felt like that would probably be really good. I mean, that's a pretty big jump from 70. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, on a percentage basis, yeah. yeah. It's what, 40% more or something like that? Yeah, that's a pretty good jump. Are you talking about like a big jump? Well, no, I mean, what do you think is like a lot of money? Millions. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, so Powerball is over a billion dollars now. Yeah. Yeah. Which, crazy enough, by the time you pay taxes and everything, is probably about 300 million. Because you, you, everybody knows that, right? Like, you don't get a billion-dollar check. You get a factored check, which is less than that. Because yeah. they're they saying, take... oh, it's a billion dollars over 28 years. But you can get $600 million if you take it as a cash distribution. But then the government's going to take half of it. So you're going to be left with $300 million. So a billion-dollar prize, $300 million in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And people are like, wait, what? I'm like, uh, Welcome yeah. to the tax system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, welcome to... Uh, dodging numbers with numbers right i mean like like this is the idea of uh well what number did you have in mind we can kind of manipulate them 
Yeah. Anyway, all right. So good. We've now established that you've got uh, somewhere between seventy and a hundred thousand dollars. You think it's a pretty solid household income, um, and I think you're probably in the hunt. You're thinking millions of dollars or more is a lot of money. I think that's fair, right? Uh, you know, do you think it is this? Uh, just one or two questions, and then we're going to run to break. So one of the questions is, um, is is it a, is it hard to become a millionaire? Uh, I think it depends on how you spend your money. I think for some people, yes, and other people, they tend to save, and so it won't be as hard to become a millionaire. Do you think time plays a factor in it? Like how much time you have to save to get to that point? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Like, you've got a long time to start saving, whereas someone who's maybe like 50 or 60 years old, they don't have quite as long to save to get there. Unless they live forever, Mm. but most of us, not immortal. Yeah. Darn it. Well, we've got our start here, people. Let's crack into the questions. Now that we know where you're coming from. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna break a bunch more questions, tough? and we're gonna check and see if again if you want questions on the show to ask us or to ask Madison. This is stuff that you can ask your kids where you're trying to guide them about money. We're gonna get into the weeds in a minute, but first, this important break. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Dave Little John, Matt Dixon, and Maddie Little John, and you got True Wealth on News Radio 93.9 FM at 12:40 KQEN. All right, gang, welcome back to the True Wealth Radio Show, where we are getting into today's show. We're, we're talking to, we got my daughter in studio, we got Matt in studio, and we're asking this questions. This is the dream team, David. It is. It's because mm-hmm. I'm on the team. Okay. <laughs> oh, I like the confidence. I know. So she's, Come on, you got to shake her confidence a little bit, David. Yeah, you got to humble her a little bit. Absolutely not. I, you know what? I think... Uh, Smart, strong women are great, and so we're we're gonna make this happen. All right, here's we're we're talking about questions to ask your young adults. I want to say kids, right? But I guess it is. If you still got children at home, uh, and and you're trying to figure out as a parent, how do I teach them about money? So we're, we're, I'm gonna ask you questions today. We're gonna just start hitting you with these. Right, Matt's go. asking you fun ones like. You know, how, how much money is enough and things like that. Okay, first, what is money? The paper stuff with the coins that you spend for stuff. Paper and coin. Okay, that's <laughs> physically what it is. What uh, What is it good? Like, what's it do? It allows you to buy stuff at the store. Okay, so I'm going to help you out. Ready? Matt, what's money? It's how we trade our time. Right. Oh. Store of value. Yeah. Okay. Your dad's taught me a few things. Now, there are really only a handful. I think there's only two ways, personally, that you can make your money more valuable. Okay? If you think about it. There's two things that you can do that will make it so that your, I guess, your time becomes more valuable. What are those two things? What? What are two things that make your time more valuable? Like if you're trading time for money, what what would make it so that you are getting paid more per hour? What if you can outsource some of your time, right? Like if you can make $40 an hour and you can outsource some of your activities that day to someone else at $10 an hour, you gain more time to make $40 an hour. So that's there, there's productivity, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, 
because I want to ask lots of questions, I'm, I'm not going to overlead the witness here. I'm going to help you out. Okay. There's two things, okay? Scarcity or leverage, mm. okay? So scarcity, what does that mean? There's nothing there. It's rare, right? So, like, I, I who's, a, who's a really good pro athlete? I always use LeBron James. but he's Michael B. Jordan. Actually, no, Michael he's Jordan, an actor. Sorry. He's, that one's an actor, but Who? Michael Jordan. I said Michael B. Jordan. He's an actor. Okay, so Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan is probably one of the, I mean, arguably, you know, one of, if not the greatest basketball player that we know. And so Michael Jordan gets is worth hundreds of millions, maybe even billions of dollars right now because of his brand and his recognition. Why? Because he's famous. He's the only one that could do what he did. Right. And people wanted to see it. Like if you're the world's best <laughs> nose picker, not a <laughs> not a desirable deal. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we don't care. You're really good at picking your nose. Don't care. Like we're not paying for that. You're the best basketball player. I want to watch. I can sell tickets all over the planet. People will travel to see you. You are a draw. So that makes you super valuable and super rare. It's like finding a diamond or something. Right. OK. So that's yep. scarcity. Okay. You're the only one that can do it. That's why, like, why do doctors get paid more than fast food workers? Because there's not as many doctors out in the world. It's hard to become a doctor. There's right? only so many people that can perform I mean, a brain surgery. I, I, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's a rare and valuable skill. Precious. Okay. Uh, no offense to the people that are doing this, but, and I don't care if you are offended, frankly. <laughs> uh, you may be a great person, but if your skill set limits you to, I use a spatula and flip hamburgers over. Like, look, a trained monkey can do that. That's not a skill. <laughs> it's true. Okay? I mean, like, maybe even I, I've 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 seen like YouTube videos of a dog opening a fridge and getting a soda out for somebody. So like, <laughs> you can train a dog to retrieve a soda. Then you can train you, a monkey to flip a you burger. You can train a monkey to flip a burger, right? So I'm like, this isn't a high skill job. You can't tell me like, oh, Matt, if you go to Taco Bell. Don't be complaining. It's not a living wage. Like, no kidding. You're making a burrito, right? It's just not that tough. Okay. But becoming a doctor, years of schooling and a skill set that is very rare and very highly credentialed. And there's many hurdles you must clear in order to become a doctor. I got this. It's, it's rare, right? So you get paid for that. And you better, because guess what? If you're not going to pay doctors, this is when people are like, why do doctors make so much money? It's like, well, do you want your doctor to be a, a D student? Yeah, and do you want, right? I mean. It's the, like, do you want your airline pilot to be a D student? Like, no, no, I don't. I want A student airline pilot. And their liability insurance isn't free. None of it's free. And all that time, you put, you know, 16 years or 20 years into schooling, mm -hmm. okay? You You've got to get paid yeah. to recover that time. Okay, time, so that's the, the yeah. other side of the equation. Scarcity is one. What's the other? Leverage. Nailed it. Nailed it. Someone's listening. I was paying attention. Right? And so what's leverage? Oh, I always think of, like, bad people. You know, like, oh, I found <laughs> out this thing about you. If you don't do this thing, you know, like blackmail. <laughs> that's It's funny because, I mean, that is a, that's a use of the term leverage, right? In that case, yeah. you're saying, I have information and I can compel your behavior with it. So I can lever you into doing something. Um, in, in the in, workforce, it's a lot about skill, right? Yeah. Like I'm leveraging my ability to. Well, that's, and that's a, another version of it. When I'm thinking of it is, um, imagine like your example earlier, let's say that I am a, 
investment guy and I have 50 people working for me mm -hmm. and I get 5% of their effort, mm -hmm. right? So 95% of it is theirs, 5% is but that's 5% times two times 50 people. That's 255%. That adds up to a pretty good chunk, mm -hmm. right? So that's leverage where you're, you're able to take your time and essentially produce more of it because you've got people helping with your product production. Right. Okay. This is the equal, like a farmer hires people because they can produce more than by themselves. It's worth paying people to help because in the end, the bigger crop pays for the help and produces more for the farmer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's leverage, you know, and then the last one is a combination of things, but really that's time. Right. But, but isn't that a funny one? Because time doesn't make time more valuable. It's just the passage of time values change. Right. Okay. So if you find something like it's, you, you buy a diamond and then 20 years later, because of inflation and otherwise, it's still scarce and rare and precious, then it will increase in value. A lot of that has to do with inflation and deflation and other hoopla. Let's not bother with that. Right. I mean, could, do you know what inflation is? It's when the prices rise, right? Like the percentage in the stock markets yeah. when stuff goes up. I mean, stock market's part of it you know? too. Anything, right? Yeah. It's the like, cost hey, of things gas goes costs up. more. Yeah. Mm. Right? Or it's still batting 100% over there. Yeah. So yeah. all of those are issues that can make things more expensive, right? Does that mean I'm doing a good, good job? Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's go. A student. Yes. <laughs> you know, this just figures, by the way. Uh, my favorite farmer buddy texts me as soon as I make a comment, so he must be listening. Hello. <laughs> and uh, he says, farmer example doesn't work anymore. They hire robots and machines. And I go, that is true, but that's still leverage. Yeah. Right? You're not leveraging people. You're leveraging equipment to increase your productivity, to get more out of your time. So I think the farmer example still works to a degree. But I love the fact that we're getting feedback on the program. So, okay. We've established these basics. Now for the tricky question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause you because we just had a listener text in with a question. Yeah, really? Hit we me. did. I did. Yeah. And it's, and it's for you. Oh. Okay. Okay. So... The question that we got coming in is, what's the first thing you're going to buy with your first real big paycheck? They want to know. Ooh. Have you thought about this? No. Well, I don't <laughs> have a job, so. There was actually two questions. Uh, okay, so. Probably a car, because I'm only 15, okay. and I'll probably start, I don't know when, That's when I'll start That's not a bad working, investment. I feel like probably a car, because I want to be able to travel. Most of the time on this show, we talk about how a car isn't really an investment. But yeah. if it is a means for you to, you know, transport yeah. yourself back and forth. I always say car job. lives in a, in a weird spot where in rural America, it's different than in urban America. Like, you know, when you have public transportation, you go, well, you know, car is a luxury. When you don't, the car gets you to where you need to be to be productive. So it's just like the farming example. You need the tool to get you there. Mm -hmm. The tool may actually wear out with time. So it's devaluing as you use it. But... It's a catalyst to get you over the hump to earn more. So, you know, it's kind of worth it. But that's yeah. weird. That now we're getting into like, like the 200 series classes instead of the 100. Are we series bumping classes. her up? Is she graduated to 200 series already? Well, Too let's good. let's get this next question okay. first. Here. Okay, you got a question for it. Well, her. you did. You said you had oh, two yeah, questions there is. that came in. So the um, the other question was, well, there's actually three here. 
Um, all right, well, let's just get them out there and see right, what she does. All right, the listeners are interested. So they said, do you, do you think your dad gives good or bad advice? I, I'm pretty sure it's good. Yeah? Yeah. Sound advice? Yeah, generally. Can you give us an example? Are we talking about finance or in general? Yeah. <laughs> in general, it's, it's, it's generally meh. <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> all right, she's still a teenager. Got it. Good. Um, they also want to know, do you know anything about retirement accounts? I know a little bit. I'm pretty sure, like, the Roth IRAs isn't that retirement. Oh, it is. That and is. so, you know, I think, it, uh, yeah, I know a little bit about retirement accounts. Yeah, nice. we, we talk a little bit. So let's do the, let's do the layups, right? So first of all, um, one of the things that – What's the advantage of starting young when you invest? Um, well, you get more, you get to put more money in. So then, when you actually do retire, like from all the money that you put in over the years, it's like a lot there. Plus, you also get don't you get um what's it called? In, interest. Yeah. The yeah. Interest. You're, you're in trying your, to think of from your bank. Compound interest. Yeah. Right. There or it the is. Interest earns that interest. is the real key. That isn't is it? the magic, right? Einstein said what? That's the. Uh, ninth wonder of the world or eighth I mean, whatever it was he's like mm -hmm. well, well actually when he was once asked what's the strongest force in the universe and his answer was compound interest right which is brilliant and frankly maybe accurate certainly in the financial world mm -hmm. so all right look you're doing great we are running into uh the the length of time we got to take a break that's what it comes down to so we we're gonna do that breaks? <laughs> so we're going to take an obscene profit break for the station, <laughs> and then we're going to come back. We're going to carry on, and we're going to ask you, how do we determine what something costs? Right? That and more when we come back. Stick around. This is David Littlejohn. Matt Dixon. And Maddie Littlejohn. And you got True Wealth on News Radio 93.9 FM and 1240 KQEN. All right, gang. Welcome back to the True Wealth Radio Show. In studio today, me, Matt. And Maddie. Right? So it's the Me, Matt, and Maddie show. Ooh, yeah. you know what? That, that may be our rhyme. title of the show for the podcast tomorrow, which reminds me, if you guys uh, want to catch more of the show, you can get this or any of the past shows. They're all available via podcast. You can go to iTunes, your favorite podcast place, look up True Wealth and Little John, and you'll find it. Okay? Mm -hmm. But you can also go to our webpage at littlejohnfs.com. Now, we're taking questions. These are questions that we wanted to ask our kids about money or things we want to help them learn about. And so, uh, and one of them, by the way, this was a fun idea. Now, this comes from another one of my favorite financial advisors in town, Mr. Tom Nelson over at DA Davidson. Okay. Right? And I know if you're thinking to yourself, did you just give a plug? It's like, maybe. Tom's a great guy. And I have said this many times, by the way. Is he our neighbor? He is our neighbor, oh, okay. right? Uh, but here's the thing. When it comes to financial advice, you want to work with somebody that you like and trust, okay? And so if you don't have somebody, give us a call. If you have somebody that you like and trust, that's great, okay? The point is not to try to dislodge a bunch of relationships and become predatory. The point is to help. If we all make better financial decisions, we raise the tide for everybody. Mm -hmm. Okay, So we're all better off when we improve our decisions. So that's how we're going to approach this. Okay, Anyway, Tom writes and he says, hey, this is an idea for Madison. He always encouraged his kids to work, and as soon as they could, he would match their earnings dollar for dollar so they could open a Roth IRA. And his joke, of course, is that's leverage. right? <laughs> and that's a really cool thing for parents. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Roth IRAs, because Madison, you brought that up. Because I'm First, a genius. Because you asked, what do you know about retirement? You're about to know a lot more about Roth IRAs. 
Uh, and you'll never forget it either because you're having to listen to it yeah, because you might get a question trapped. on You might air. have a question. So, and Matt, help us out here. Okay. okay. First, I have to put a disclaimer on this. Because we operate in a fiduciary capacity, I can't say this is individual and specific advice. But I'm so gonna tell one you, size doesn't fit all? Exactly. Darn it. One size doesn't fit all, but this size fits often, so pay attention because this may fit you. Hmm. Right? Especially with kids. What makes the Roth IRA unique and different from other retirement plans? As it grows, all of that growth doesn't get taxed when you go to pull the money. Right. And there are some catches to that. Mm -hmm. But the Roth is a funny animal. Unlike most things like 401k contributions or IRA contributions that typically are invested pre-income tax, right? So you don't, if you, if you have a contribution to an IRA uh, typically or a 401k typically, you would not pay income tax on the money that goes into that account and that account then gets deferred it means the taxes are due later not now that's what tax deferral is and then in retirement which is currently age 59 and a half and again asterisk because if you know the right tricks you can make that earlier but then when the money comes out you pay taxes later why does this matter like why do you think it's a good idea madison because then you don't pay taxes Right. And because if you're not paying taxes, the money stays invested. And what does it do over time? It grows. Right. And what did we talk about? The magic, most powerful force in the universe? Compound interest. There you there go. It is. And it's compound interest before taxes. It's before the IRS takes their chunk. So it can grow faster in a tax deferred environment. Now, why is the Roth so cool? You don't put money in before taxes you put them in after you've paid taxes. It grows tax deferred. And then when it comes out in retirement, what's the magic, Matt? You don't have to pay taxes. It is tax free, even the growth. Mm -hmm. So Roths are really cool animals, but there's more, okay? Why is it typically a really good thing for somebody young? So like Madison, why would a Roth IRA be a potentially really good investment for you? Um, I'm going to help you out. What's your tax rate right now? I don't pay taxes. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> yeah, because one, you're young, but you have very low total income. Okay. So here's the thing about retirement plans. You have to have earned income to make a contribution. Now, the IRS is typically, and I, you know, typically, I'm using these words because it's, there's no gotchas. They're pretty loose about that definition, especially for kids. Like if they work for your, your, your parents, you could still make a contribution. Because like, like your babysitting money should be earned income, whether or not it's reportable because there's no 1099s in circulation. That's a tax form, by the way. Mm -hmm. But, but they're, they're usually pretty favorable about if you start a Roth IRA, they're okay with that. Okay? Because they weren't going to get the taxes anyway. Right? right. Like you're super low. So that, that's that tends to be their approach to it. It's like, well, some kid's going to start an IRA. OK. Yeah, so, you know, because like what, we're not going to audit somebody over, you know, a thousand dollars because there's no there's nothing there, there's to nothing gain. to catch. Right. There, yeah. There's not it's not worth an audit. So they're not going to do that. But here's what's awesome about Roth IRAs. OK. 
One, tax deferred growth. Two, tax-free distributions in retirement. Three, the ability to pull the principal back out so the money that you put in, you can pull back out and it's not retaxed. Mm. Okay. Now, now the magic on this is it needs to be alive for five years. Like all these features turn on after five years. Less than five years, and this can get a little wonky. So, see me after class. Well, we don't have enough time to get into it right now. Well, and what if Madison wants to buy a house for the first time? Exactly. At mm. seventeen. Question: <laughs> If a Roth IRA <laughs> can be withdrawn for a first-time home purchase? Ooh. Okay. Now, the growth will be considered taxable income, but no early retirement penalties. So you right. can access this money to buy a house or to pay for education. Like college? Like college. Oh. Here's the part a lot of people don't realize. Retirement plans don't count against you in the federal financial aid formula. So it's, it doesn't knock you out of eligibility for financial aid. So you're saying there's a long list of benefits. Long list of benefits when it comes to Roth IRAs for young people. Because, Madison, do you believe your tax rate will be higher or lower when you retire than it is today? Higher. Me too. So would you rather pay the taxes now at today's low rate or in the future at a higher rate? Uh, now. Huh. Well, I believe we've made our case for the Roth IRA. What do you think, Matt? I think it's been solidified. I think I should go and open a Roth IRA. Oh, my hey, Dad, goodness. I got babysitting money. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? Is that the, that's, yeah, if you need a babysitter, I guess uh, now people are going to be calling the office going, I understand that uh, Madison's available for babysitting. So <laughs> yeah, I got uh, you. you just got like the ultimate <laughs> plug on air for right. babysitting biz. <laughs> yeah, we need you to register that as an LLC real quick. Hey, so. I got this. Let's go. <laughs> she, you know what? You took the classes and everything. I Comes did. home and she, like one night I, you know, I take it a drink and cough on something she's like i know the heimlich maneuver I'm like <laughs> i can still breathe that would have been funny if she would have broke some ribs too like right out of the gate no. like got this too cheap so oh like, like, i didn't have you enough can calcium. never babysit me again Matt. <laughs> <laughs> all right so anyway roth ira big deal for all of our young people big deal here's one that i would like to so we got a couple more like there's some budget questions that we really should ask things like uh, how much money should you spend on a car? Is it how much does a new car cost? Wait, wait. Or how much money should you spend on rent? Like should how you buy much a money should you spend <laughs> on tacos? Oh, like is there I'll a tell budget? you how is there much. A budget, Madison? <laughs> but first, we have to take this last obscene profit break. So there's the music. We'll be right back. Stick around and remember you can send your questions. You can call or text 541-375-0898. This is Dave Littlejohn. Matt Dixon. And Maddie Littlejohn. And you're listening to The True Wealth on News Radio 93.9 FM at 1240 KQEN. All right, gang. Welcome back to the home stretch of The True Wealth Radio Show. Dave Littlejohn in studio with my main man. Matt. And... My number one firstbornest daughter. Yes. That's when you say your name. Oh, Maddie. <laughs> okay, thanks, Maddie. You're doing great, by the way. Let's go. Okay, hey, we got more questions uh, that came in via text. What were yeah, some of yeah. them? Yeah, so one of them was, do you know the difference between debit and credit? 
Yes. What is it? Okay, I'm going to start with debit. That's the one where you get a card. No, I'm going to backtrack. You have to open a bank account, and then you can put money in, and then you have a card. And once you spend all the money that's in your bank account, then you don't get any more, and you don't go into debt. But with a credit card, they just let you keep spending money. And if you don't pay it back, then you're in debt, and that's bad. Yeah. Okay, pretty that's good start about there. spot on. <laughs> pretty good start. You yeah. know what's sad, David? People don't know that. How many Americans don't figure out the basics of that? They're just like, credit card, swipe, 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 swipe. And then they're right. like, oh, wait, that last part she said about having to pay it back with pay interest. Pay it back. And here's the part a lot of people don't realize, too. There is a limit. And yeah, the problem is has if you run up your credit card to uh, the point that you've maxed it out, you, you have to pay it back, but you can't buy more stuff with it and so now you took all of the fun crammed it up front and now all the pain gets to come later and so you get to pay for that purchase again and again and again but you don't get to have any more fun with it what might happen to your credit score if you max out that credit card doesn't it like go down and like you lose everything well not no, like everything no. so but like you lose your some, ability some your, to maybe points. well so your credit score would go down you careful got that part careful Right. And the reason for that, as I say this, like I'm going to jump on Matt, like the <laughs> credit scores are really misunderstood. And I, believe it or not, am not the one that swoops in and demonizes credit cards. You know who I demonize? Idiots with credit cards. Oh, OK. And there's a really good reason for this. OK, so you got to separate. Remember, credit card is no different than a hammer or a. I mean, I, here's the one that really gets people ready for ruffled feathers. Although we're yes. in Douglas County. We'll love this. A gun. Mm -hmm. Okay, the gun isn't what's dangerous. Operator error is. It's true because okay? I've never missed a credit card payment and I've never owed money on it. And, it's and never you've never shot me. somebody. Yeah. Right? So and cool. Your guns, guns aren't dangerous Great so job. far. <laughs> yeah, I'm winning. <laughs> and so think about the, the credit score. If you use a credit card, mm -hmm. it, the, the issue is how much of the credit do you use and how much of it do you pay off? You maintaining a little bit of a balance on a credit card can actually increase your credit score. It's the payment history and the ratios that are critical. And I don't know all the details of the formula. It's a little opaque to it. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never worried about it because my philosophy is pay your credit card off every month. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, then you don't incur interest charges. So you don't keep paying for things. Right. And in, this, in that case, the credit card is a tremendously useful tool. Uh, and also, much better consumer protection on a credit card than a debit card. Much better. Mm -hmm. right? If your credit card is compromised, like somebody steals it and goes to try to use it, it's on the credit card company to validate the identity and make sure that that purchase is legitimate. And so the federal law actually sides with the consumer and says, if my card is stolen and somebody charges things up on it, credit card company has to figure that out. It's not on me to pay for it. They take your debit card and compromise it, right? They Especially if they get your PIN, they can clean you out, and it's your fault. Mm -hmm. No recourse, right? So, again, it's a tool. The credit card isn't the problem. It's the idiot with the credit card. Yep. Okay? And if you feel a sense of guilt or anger toward me for saying that, look in the mirror first. <laughs> okay? Look in the mirror first. Dave Ramsey has made a career out of telling people credit cards are evil, but he also will give people really tough love and say, well, the first thing you need to do is figure out how to not spend more than you have. Yeah. 
Okay, and and then you give a whole crybaby story about why you have to have to, and it's like, okay, I mean, unless it's like a medical emergency, which I mean, they happen. There are real life examples where you're like, I didn't know what to do, and that was my only option at the time. Right. I I have I feel like empathy that's how for that. A lot of people get burned. Yeah, but it's funny how well I didn't have it, but then you come to find out. But I also had the car payment, mm-hmm. or the boat, or the the quads, or the brand yeah. new stereo, and all the other crap on there too. And you're like. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of non-essential buried in that sob that story, too. That is the key, right? Like, you could have given something up in the midst of your woe. Yeah. So, Mads, what's the difference between wants and needs? Hmm? Wants, wants versus needs. Okay. Um, I explained this really well the other day. Give me an example of something, for like, in your own life where you want it, but it's not necessarily a need. Uh, I don't know. I don't want a lot of stuff right now. I'm pretty happy. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's <that's> true. Good. <laughs> it's pretty true. Yeah, I'd say a need. Ice cream. We have that at home. Right. <laughs> is, is ice cream a want or a need? It's a want because technically you could live without it. Correct. But so a that... lot of people probably when they're at the grocery store are like, "Well, oh, I need just... to get ice cream." Yeah, it's like, but but do you? <laughs> right. Well, people are coming over. I need to get ice cream and I need to get all this stuff, right? Like, no, you want to do that because that's part of the impression and hospitality and so forth that you're interested in. You don't need to do that. You want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so you've convinced yourself or rationalized. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about some of the traps that young people often fall into. Okay. How much money do you think you should spend on... Uh, like let's say you're you're in college, okay. okay. How much of <clears throat> of your income should you be spending on housing? Doesn't the college dorms have like a this much is? Well, yeah, colleges they oftentimes have dorms or people will get together and you know rent an apartment together or something like yeah. that. But let's say that you are earning. Let's just make the math really easy. Let's say you have ten thousand dollars. How much of the $10,000 as a percentage should you be looking at for housing? Probably like 300. 300 out of 10,000? No. Are we thinking monthly? Or We're just thinking percentages. Um like if you out of 100%, what percentage should go to housing? Maximum. 20. It could be less, but the maximum percentage. 25, 30? Mm. That's actually very close. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's a really good uh target. So 25 to 30%. I would try to avoid going above 30%. If you're more than that, then you really are looking at like roommates and stuff. Okay. Okay. So here's a, I'm going to give an entrepreneur's trick. Oh, no. And this is, so this is an entrepreneur's budget, but it's also a really useful budget for anybody. Budgets tend to be obnoxious, right? And when I ask you, what do you think about a budget? What, what, What comes to your mind that you think a budget is? Um, the amount of money that you're allowed to spend, like, for your stuff. Yeah. I mean, generically, and, and when you when you think of, like, if I have to make a budget, what would you do? So you can't go over the budget. Okay. Well, Excel uh, sheets. My Socratic <laughs> method oh. is failing here. Um, yeah, I, a lot of people think, like, oh, great, i got to make a spreadsheet, and i got to list everything that I buy every month, and i got to figure it out, and then... Um, now, the Dave Ramsey world was really simple. I make this much money, I have different categories, and I put them in envelopes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to give you like a really generic categories that if you think this way when you're getting started, it'll work. Okay. 
Uh, so think about the number of days of the week. There's seven days, okay? And so we start the day, uh, we start the week on, we'll, we'll say let's start the week on Sunday, Sunday. okay? But really, we can do it either. It's going to work either way. But on Sunday, you, you first you set aside the giving, okay? And this is especially important for faith-based. If you know if that's not you, I so be it. But um, you know that's part of the, the tenants at our office. So the giving gets set aside, and you have Monday, Tuesday, and when, especially when you're young and broke, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, that's going to be your money, okay? So, but the way we'll think about it is Monday and Tuesday, you got to pay your taxes, so you set that aside. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's your money for living, okay? And then Saturday is the save it money. So if you think about it as even on Monday, we start the week, we pay taxes first, Monday, Tuesday, and then we pay ourselves Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We save on Saturday and we give on Sunday, okay? That's an easy recipe. But my goodness, the music's playing. We are out of time? Seriously. All right, Matt, how do they reach us? Give us a ring, 541-375-0898. All right. Well, we got a dash, so I guess we're out of here. But uh, until next time, this is Dave Littlejohn. Matt Dixon. And Maddie Littlejohn. You've been listening to True Wealth on News Radio 93.9 FM, 1240. KQEN. The preceding program was paid for by Littlejohn Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brooks Communications, its affiliates, or its employees.